gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. The Aussie Suns Podcast. Honestly, with me on here, your ratings are going to skyrocket so much bigger than the Chinese Suns Podcast, than Canada's Suns Podcast, than, you know, those other countries. You know, they, they, they all are great, but your ratings are going through the roof. It's really great to see. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and we're back with the original crew for today's show, we've got Hamo. How you going, mate? Welcome back, man. Thank you very much for, the, for having me back. Yeah, no, it's been a been a good week to be a Suns fan. Eh? I've got some some good shit to talk about for a change. It has been a cracking Indeed. week, uh, Nate. Welcome back, mate. And how are you traveling, mate? Great. It's um, great to wake up, watch a game. A bit clunky as it was, but uh, to come out with the win the way we did. And I th- just th- when the game was over, looking back to what uh, you said last week when you had um, uh, the four wins and everyone was like, well, let's talk about what the most difficult game was going to be. And I think you all agreed that Utah was going to be the most difficult game of the week and one point win down to the final play. Yeah, it was, um, uh, and we'll, we will get stuck into that shortly. Unfortunately, Boyd um, has some visitors over. He got away with it for the Suns Jam session. So, therefore, he dumped us off and um, basically went and sourced himself out to another podcast. And when it comes to our podcast, just fucking left us. Left us high and dry. Um, Let's – we can roll straight in. We want to look at the last week's games. Um, We did speak about four wins and this is what we had. So – Against New York, a win, 116-95. to 95, Feels like a bloody long time ago. Lakers, 115-105. Detroit, 108-102. And, of course, today against Utah, 113-112, which uh, gives us now a 13-6 and six record, 11-1 and one at home, um, and a four-game win streak. How'd you see the week, Hamo? Man... I've got, a, I've got a good mate of mine who's an absolute diehard Knicks fan, has been. Uh, he's a little bit older than me, not much, but it's really good to beat the Knicks all the time, whenever it happens. Um, but, yeah, no, like, every game had its own nuances. Um, obviously, the Lakers game we're going to talk about in some more depth than probably any of the others. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was a good week. It was a good week, man. Solid effort all around. Nate? I've got a few notes down here. Um, and I want to open with um, saying Reggie Miller is still a fuckhead. Um, but kudos for finally giving uh, D-Book a, top, uh, a tap on the shoulder as a top 10 player in the league. I think it's the first time Reggie's actually said something worth listening to uh, during the uh, Lakers game. Um, I watched most of it in replay, except for yesterday and today. I managed to watch those games live, which was good. And like I said, the four wins. 
Beautiful. He did actually have another note here. Uh, did say something about Aiton having an opportunity to show out with two starters down. So with um, the power forward and the point guard down, it was just book an Aiton show. He really had an opportunity to show more aggression. And I think last three games, uh, he absolutely has. Um, and I know you're gonna, you've talked extensively about uh, DeAndre Aiton and your, your last hour's worth of pods. Uh, with jam session there, Gav. <laughs> Absolutely. But, well, I mean, we've spoken about, we've spoken extensively about DA for the last couple of weeks, let's be honest. And, geez, it was just really, really good to see um, what he dished up, in, uh, particularly in the last two games that we've seen. But, um, hey, four and zip this week, four-game winning streak. Fantastic to watch. Really enjoyed it. Um, this... So this week, this is what this week was. Suns had a great week this week, fantastic week, really tremendous. If you think about how they were able to score more than the other teams, really contributed to some wins. Suns. <laughs> it was a fantastic effort to outscore the other teams for the entire week. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about um, DA. I mean, let's be honest, the last two games, what do you have today, 29-21? Um, yeah. He was, he was an absolute fucking animal today. And when you watch games of basketball, you see the game-winning shots. The game. That game-winning rebound was fucking furious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that, that was he, – he has just – you know, whether a lot of people online saying he just took a shove in the back to, to get back into form or not, but he has really been shown uh, – what – what we expect of him, but also how much potential he does have because he's only young, man. He's only going to get better, you know. Um, but that, that he was, yeah, he was ferocious. He was just going all out. It was really, really good to see, man. You know, he's, he's got so much potential and we just need to see more of what we've seen in the last couple of games. Nate? Can't really add much to, to more. Just the, the just the level of aggression and response. When and like uh, Hamo said, whether it was a, a push in the back or whatever it was, that finally f- flicked the switch. He's pulled three consecutive aggressive games off now, and I don't think we've seen three in a row like that from him uh, since he started with us. To be honest, I think it's clear by now um, that when we go back through the Aussie Suns fans Twitter page. Um, the Phoenix Suns coaching staff is clearly reading what we're posting now. Um, <laughs> I said that DA wasn't getting past the ball enough. Bang, all of a sudden, two games in a row, they pass him the ball. Um, today, I cracked the shits about Jock not playing. Bang, Jock was out on the floor. It's it's just what's happening now. Uh, I think that yeah, um, the, I think it's clear that guess the Aussie yeah, Suns fans... Yeah. No, I think, yeah. I think the Aussie Suns yeah. fans... <laughs> Nobody's watching the uh, guesswork gap feed, let's be honest. It's um, <laughs> giving nothing of interest. Um, but a sensational week for us. Um, weeks. Uh, if you are online right now, we've got quite a number of guys that are online right now. Click like, click subscribe, um, give us some support. We'd really appreciate it. Great to see everybody who's jumped over from the jam session. Um, hopefully that we, we can live up to exactly what you want us to live up to. Let's move uh, on. I will make a comment there. For, uh, Thomas has just said the man cave looks great. 
if you hear, hear us uh, mention a big green strap on, uh, there's a bit of a story to that. <laughs> I finally got myself a little green screen and was able to use my backgrounds again. So the camera hasn't really been uh, doing a good job on the last few pods I've been on. So I haven't used the background. But for those that don't remember, this is Marley's. And if I were to move my shoulder the other way, Gab's actually sitting at the other end of the bar there. <laughs> Let's, uh, can we can we fucking go back to Marley's? Like, I'm stuck at home right now with fucking four children. And I'd really like to get on a plane, go back to Arizona and go back to Marley's, like now. Take a bigger suitcase next time. Looks like a hell, yeah. of, a, hell of a good place, man, eh? Oh, it's fun. We have a blast. Next anyway, week's games... Uh, Three-game week, we've got Sacramento, 2 p.m. Tuesday on League Pass. Chicago, 1 p.m. Thursday on League Pass. By the way, Adelaide catch-up uh, Thursday on League Pass. We are catching up at the Rosie at 1 p.m. There's already about six or seven of us going. Um, I'm over there for work and have the opportunity to catch up with the guys, similar to what we did in Brisbane. So it would be great if a few of you could catch up. We will... Put some photos on the Twitter feed. I might even, uh, now that we're more advanced with uh, what we do on this pod, I might throw some photos up next week um, on the pod on Sunday. Actually, it won't be Sunday, but um, for me, but anyway. And Houston, 1 p.m. Saturday on League Pass. How are we going to go this week, Hammer? Look, uh, Sacramento at the moment, man, I don't know what they're smoking or what's in the water over there, but they're... Um... Yeah, they're normally a laughing stock, eh? But I don't know, Sacktown could be fun because it's at at Sacramento as well. Um, the rest of them, man, Chicago, Houston, not really too worried about, especially Houston. Um, but yeah, Sacktown, Sacktown could be very, very interesting, man. I honestly don't know which which way that's going to go. Obviously, my heart wants the Suns to win, and I believe we will. But I think it's it's going to be quite tough, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, nah, Chicago, I mean, what, it, Levine's still out? Levine's still out injured or whatever? Doesn't oh, matter. who knows? I think, he's, I think he's out with um, toy out of cot syndrome. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Every, every time we talk about Houston being a uh, uh, cakewalk, they end up being a problem. Well, what's going to be worse, Houston or Sacramento? Well, that's was the way I was going to answer Gav's question. It was much like uh, I mentioned at the start of it when the last pod, when JN Fallen Founder was saying, all right, well, let's forget about we're all going four wins. I think we're all probably going to go three wins on this week, string seven in a row. So we're probably better off talking about, you know, what's going to be the toughest game. And it has to be either Sac or Houston. I mean, I'd be leaning towards Sac purely because they're playing better. Um, their but, record, yeah. Houston just seemed to give us trouble. And I don't know if it's us dropping the ball. I think we spoke about this on countless pods now, Gaff. But they tend to they tend to rub us the wrong way. Yeah, it's um it's always a worry against those young teams, it seems, with us. Um I can see us really struggling there. Look, Sacramento, <laughs> they're playing very, very well. Um that wasn't even a soundbite. That was just hammer. Sacramento, Sacramento <laughs> are playing very, very well. Um, but no, let's be what is cracking me up. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Sacramento have always been a dumpster fire of a franchise, and surely that's uh, inevitable to happen again. And 
Darth Ford has said uh, something similar. He's all back aboard the DA train. Superhero DA will skull fuck that massive noggin Sabonis has. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to, I tend to agree. Maybe not in those words, um, but uh, I tend to agree. I think that DA tends to get himself up against um, guys that have a direct correlation to him. So we saw him absolutely destroy Bagley the other day. Um, maybe not so much with Utah and his performance today, but all of the trade rumours swirling about, around about Sabonis last year and et cetera, et cetera. I think DA is going to look to really try to put Sabonis to the sword. De'Aaron Fox is a really, really talented player, um, probably the quickest player in the league. But we do have a very, very quick point guard that's going to defend him in Cameron Payne. So that should be interesting. Um, you, think about, um, you think that De'Aaron Fox is quicker than Ja Moran? Yes. I absolutely, I absolutely think that De'Aaron Fox is quicker than Ja Moran. Right. Ja, ja Morant's more explosive, so off the floor, but I think uh, De'Aaron Fox is probably quicker. Um, the the, Pence, the Houston Pence game. Pence Houston speed on him lately as well. Too. He does. I mean, that's why he's, that's why his nickname's Turbo. It is Turbo. I was going to ask about the nickname yeah. because um, I was watching that game against the Lakers and he, he literally looked like the milkman because he would just know exactly when to fall over and get the call. It didn't look pretty, but it was just every time he just milked the milked the defensive foul, or offensive foul rather. Sorry, um, and then yeah, the turbo name. So that's his nickname. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, let's go. Uh, let's hope that um, maybe it's a little bit of a um, preview to a Harrison Barnes trade, something like that. Um, I know. I know people have been excited about Harrison Barnes, so. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be an interesting game against Sacramento, but I'm actually more concerned about the Houston game. I'm I'm kind of with you there, Nate. I I'm really a little bit concerned about what um, Houston that Houston matchup will do. They quick, they're young. Um, they'll try to spread the floor with Jabari Smith Jr. and all everything else they've got there. Sengun and um, Porter Jr. and you think they're underestimating him. No, no. Uh, look, then I don't think they're a great side yet, um, but the the side they have and the pace they have could worry the Suns. The way we match up. Yeah, without Boyd on here, I'm just looking at the comments here. Darth, <laughs> John's going off off the radar here. He should just be guest appearance here, so we can drop the C bomb in in absence of. He's like a new word. He's, he's got it going in the chat. But, uh, he um, he does get him, to, get him to pop in before he goes to sleep. The grumpy old man. <laughs> he does um, he does love the Aussie Sunsman's podcast and the comments say that he can drop the C bomb as much as humanly possible. Um, you got to get you got to get it out where you can, and this is the forum to do that. <laughs> we might come back to that one later, um, Sonia. Um, so. Just uh, before we go into our next part, which is this week's in, in Suns basketball, just a disclaimer, if you made it in this far and um, you are the Locked On Dubs, we are just Suns fans. Um, we're fans of the Suns and the NBA. So if you're still here, maybe just turn off now because apparently we don't have links to teams, so we know fuck all. Um, 
Guys. Hello, you know me, your great friend, Donald, Donald Trump. Let me tell you about this week in Phoenix Suns basketball. <laughs> All right, so our topics this week in Suns basketball, the first one, the DA debate. We uh, we had some fun with Voider on Thanksgiving over there in the US, and obviously we don't celebrate Thanksgiving over here, uh, unless you guys do. Nate, what do they do in Singapore? Anything? No? Uh, no, I didn't even notice it was on. Because no. um, I, I did say on Twitter that day, um, the only thing that Australians know about Thanksgiving is that families get together and punch on. So it's basically <laughs> Christmas for us. And some really good American footballs on too. Yeah. So we had a we had a nice debate with Voider about um, DA. I, I posted some stuff around the amount of times that he actually gets past the ball, um, which kind of irritated me um, because in comparison with some of the centres around the league, um, DeAndre Ayton just does not get the ball. Um, now, granted, I will acknowledge some of the arguments that he disengages from um, the team on offence at times, but my argument back to that is he disengages from teams uh, or from our offence because these guys are calling these plays and he knows he's not going to be involved in the plays. So this topic, probably when we set up the agenda, had more weight to it. Um, the last two games have thrown that right in the toilet. But comments on uh, on what I put together around the amount of times that DA actually gets the ball. Nate, we'll start with you this time. All I've heard from you for what, two seasons of this shit now? <laughs> is that we don't feed him the ball. He doesn't play the same. DA! <laughs> so I'm, uh, in the absence of the two starters, he is becoming a number one feed option. We're actually seeing the ball going in. We're actually seeing him dunk on people. This is the, the actually using his body and his weight to own the, own the paint rather than taking those mid-brain jumpers outside of it and... He's gone from looking like a pussy to you know looking like a, a warrior on the team. No reference to that. We don't, to want, that other we don't want him looking like no a warrior. Either, but... <laughs> hey, mate. Look, it's been um, it's complete chalk and cheese, isn't it? Like we've had a lot, well, especially me, a lot of criticisms of DA in the past, but the last couple of games, man, like he, he's just turned into like fucking Elijah one or some shit. It's ridiculous. As long as he can be consistent with what he's doing, I'm really happy. You know, if the, you, you can't but not does, does that does that consistency come with us, with our guards actually, or and going all the way back to Monty, actually running plays that get this guy engaged? T from, totally. From the start yeah. of the game and forward. And, and this is my problem is I don't think we call enough or run enough plays that engage this guy. Yeah, you, you're 100% right on that. Um, somehow that's, for whatever reason, that's changed in the last game or two. Um, I'm, he seems to be, even when he's not getting the calls or the plays, he seems to be putting himself in a defensive or an offensive position to be able to get his hands on the ball. And, and it's just fucking awesome. It really is because we're we're finally getting to see, 
like I was saying before, what his potential is. And it's – I just hope it continues, man. More than anything else, I just really hope it continues because what he's doing right now is really fucking special. Well, I think it um, I think it absolutely can continue, but the way it continues is we give that fucking big animal the ball and let him play the game. Um, yeah, man. It is to, to use the stupid I, – I hate the fucking nickname, but the dominating – I think he's so. got, a, he's got a tattoo on his back. He's <laughs> kicking he, ass. He does. Um, if we if we can feed the guy the ball, particularly in the first quarter, and if we go back to sixty four and whatever it was last year, um, what we did was, and one of my biggest complaints last year, if you guys remember on the pods, was we'd go fucking hard to da in the first quarter, and then he wouldn't see the ball for three quarters. Mm-hmm. He never used to leave his feet either. Now he's leaving his feet. He's hustling. He's got elbows out. He's he's working like a dog. He's, he's trying. I don't, to do. Yeah, I don't no, necessarily do agree with that either. But we need to we need to feed this guy, particularly early, and particularly when we're struggling on offense. If you get late in the shot clock, I've said it a million times on this pod. If we get late in the shot clock, instead of fucking heaving up three pointers that are behind the or from the logo or um, heavily contested turnaround jump shots, just put the fucking ball in the post. If we get to five, six seconds on the shot clock, put the ball in the post and let the guy go to work. Especially when you got Mikhail and um, and Booker not hitting threes. You, you definitely need to find the alternative. You need to, to, to pump it into DA and get him in there to just be a dog, kick some ass and get some buckets, man. You know, I know it's all cliche sayings, but it's true. And he's shown the last couple of games that he can do it for us. And that's that's special, man. You know, being able to turn it on is just awesome. And let's let's hope that continues because what DA's done um, in the last two games, that's where we should be. 100. Okay, question, question for you two. Is Patrick Beverly just a flat-out coward? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, content chasing, absolute pussy. Man, the motherfucker looks like buckwheat from the little rascals grew up and started doing crap. Right? You run around, you're doing this in everyone's fucking face. Right? Every time it's going your way, the moment it doesn't, you want to be a little bitch. Can you we just get you the flog of the week unanimously out of the way now then? Can we just like incorporate into this? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the segment. We'll wait for the segment. But um, I think you're, I'm pretty sure he's um, going to be the uh, the unanimous fucking winner of that award. But Sam Stray. seriously, dude, the worst thing is the, like the move, the, the action of it was fucking weak as peers after the Chris Paul thing, all that sort of shit. The worst thing was that when Book came out and went, be a man and push someone face to face, Beverly's answer was, I'm not going to get in a back and forth on that. And then jumped on Twitter the next day and went, I'll get in a back and forth on that if Book comes on my fucking podcast. Bev, nobody listens to your fucking podcast. You're a fucking weasel. You went on ESPN last year and went, Chris, Chris Paul is a fucking traffic cone. You can't defend. 
you can't shoot, you can't play offense, and you can't even be a fucking man on the court. You are a coward. And I'll challenge you right now. I'll oh, come on your fucking bitch. podcast and I will fucking tell you what a fucking coward you are. Yeah, and next go. time I go over <laughs> to America, I'm more than happy to come and do it live. <laughs> fucking weird right looking weasel. Well, is now a I, good time to mention Kyle Kuzma, just seeing how you're a little bit heated? Oh, don't I had in my notes yeah, to pick the right time to bring it up. Go <laughs> do it. Do it now. You, I was going to do it before when you were talking about Harrison Barnes trades, and you, you touched on the the trade possibilities last week, and you, you you nearly you nearly lost your shit when we got to Kyle Kuzma. So I had a note just to make sure I take the time to bring it up at some point. So seeing how you're in a shitty mood talking about Pat Bev. How do you feel about a Kyle Kuzma trade, Gav? So if you ask me this, if you ask me this at the start of the season, I would have lost my fucking shit. Um, but the dude's born. He's actually playing quite well. So, um, And he fits kind of what we need. So um, as much as I hate to say it, Kuzma would actually fit in Phoenix. So you're telling me you're um, sucking eggs. Is, is I'm, I'm going to suck eggs. Okay. Um, Just wanted to but get he's, that out. He's still, a, he's still a complete nut of fucking tool bag, and I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> Am I? Any comments? Man, look, I'm, I'm willing to accept anyone that's going to uh, improve our position, our standings, our play, um, with the exception of signing... Patrick Beverly or Ben Simmons. So if if Kuz can come, shit, to man, our... I'd take I'd take Ben Simmons in a fucking heartbeat right now. The way he's playing, he's had fucking like fucking three good games. Fuck off. Well, so is DeAndre Ayton, and you just sucked his cock. Yeah, and I'm doing it again too. Swallow as well. There it is. But Kuz, yeah, you're right. He he would fit our style quite well, and. Um, if he could stop dyeing his fucking hair, maybe. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll take him on. Right. I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm not going to, Richie. Yeah. Richie, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring up the LeBron thing again. We had. Um, we had a complete nut of meltdown last week about the LeBron thing. Um, That's a different un- story. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we put this in before today. Everything was looking fine. Um, I was ready to launch into this next topic. Um, and then he came out in the last quarter, played the first five minutes, turned the game on its head, um, yep. made the Suns look good again. But was I was going to say, what happened to Jock? Yeah, four games, wasn't it? Four games without a single minute, just uh, an absolute uh, ghost at the end of the bench. Um, and then all of a sudden, in the, a, a big, bad, busy moment, Jock gets his uh, opportunity, shows up, shows some fantastic aggression. There was a lot of screaming. Did anyone notice how many screams was going on during today's game between Campaign and Colin Sexton and then Jock and Aiden? Yeah, everyone was screaming. <laughs> that was good, good job did, minutes. It was about time. Screams. Screams. Oh. <laughs> right. Everyone was flexing. Yeah. So, but no, we'll, uh, we'll were, you, were you excited? Were you excited to see, man, in saying that? Really, really poor for me, but this is the guy we're talking about. That's a knife.
I won't lie, when he came out, I did get a little bit of a stiffy. Well, I'll be honest. It's not yeah. just the green. Big green I, strap I, I kind of did too, because I did tweet just before the end of the third quarter going, I love Busy, great guy, love this man. He's one of the nicest guys in the NBA, but fucking Jock should be playing. Yep. I mean, how how do you feel when Jock came out? First of all, in that drop there, I didn't realise that Jock's face was also on... Um, oh, Jock's face is on everything. Thank you, Voida. I think her name's Linda Cartwright. She was Paul Hogan's husband, uh, wife for a while there. What? Husband. <laughs> husband. I got confused with Jock's face. Um, look, he came out with a vengeance. He really did. Um, whatever reason it was that he hadn't been playing, which, fuck, I've got no idea what it is what the problem was, but he coming out in just that little bit of time and just, yeah, really, really made his presence felt. And it's it's really good to see him back. You know, when, when he got given the opportunity, he gave it his all. And you can't ask for anything more than that. You really can't. Yeah, well, it's um, and it's something we spoke about on the jam session as well is um, I think that this is a very Monty thing to do. He plays guys for a stretch of games, put someone else in for the next stretch of games. He's more than happy to mix it up, give them multiple games in a row before he changes that rotation. And I, to be honest, I think that's all it is between Jock and Biz. He spoke about matchups in a press conference like the first or second time um, that Jock didn't play. But I just think it's a very Monty thing to do. Well, if I could quote you, I believe uh, when you're on the pod just before with Voider and um, Boyd, when this topic was brought up, your exact comments were about fucking time. Yeah, it was about fucking time. Yeah. In saying that, it is um, it's something that Monty does. So you you kind of half expect it, but you're right. I like I was pleased that it finally happened. He needed to. Um, and yeah, today's look, game was too, so. today. Today's game was the perfect perfect example of why Jock should have played. Yep, the matchups are right. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, you're right. All right, something else we've uh, already spoken about, but Landry's back. He's off the concussion protocol. Landry Shamet versus the Dwayne Washington minutes. I want to get your thoughts. Then we'll have a look at the polls. Um, Hamo, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the uh, Landry versus the uh, D-Wash minutes? I've been very vocal about um, my lack of love for Landry Shamit. However, what I've seen today was a fella who really wants to play and wants to play hard. Um Dwayne Washington, I'm still up in the air with very much. Landry, Landry's obviously had some shit going on, I reckon. I don't know what it is, like the concussion stuff. Yeah, totally. That, that shit fucks with everyone. But maybe adjusting to a new role, 
kind of thing, like compared to what he was at Brooklyn. But I, I would definitely take, at the moment, this current moment, I'd take Shamit over DWJ any day of the week. Um, just before we go any further, one thing I did notice today, has anyone else heard Damian Lee talk? No. Fuck, he sounds like a woman. <laughs> no, dead set. Like they were doing that, uh, like the questions they do with the players during halftime or whatever, and the, on the the video, I looked up. I thought it was a chick. Like dead set. Fuck, dude, sounds like a woman. Sham it over DWJ. No. Well, first thing I. I... Got to think back to the Landry Shamit moment that I can actually recall from the game, and that's when Jordan Clarkson tried to give him nightmares. Uh, that little uh, stare down after the, the force his way under the Peyton uh, little dunk. It was funny to watch Landry just stand there with this shocked look on his face, like somebody just stared at me and I'm not going to do anything about it. I think that says a lot about his game, that moment. Uh, we talk about aggressive with uh, nature with DA. I don't think Landry is playing or even acting on the court like he deserves to start ahead of Dwayne Washington Jr. I personally believe he does. I believe he should be given the opportunity until he's not turning up in a game and then yank him off. You've got to prove it. And he's, he's being paid enough money to, to prove that he's worth it. And I don't think we've seen it yet. Concussion aside, uh, you know, he wasn't playing that much better before the concussion. So, Well, uh I kind of disagree. I th- I actually thought Landry was to. playing quite well. <laughs> Landry Landry was playing quite well before he got concussed. It was a low fucking um, base though. What he, he put was, up last year into this year, it wasn't hard to improve. Well, this year he's been far better than last year. <laughs> um, and look, he's better on on the defensive end than what Washington is. Um, D Wash came in had a fucking. Amazing game. Well, like, I uh, can't remember which game it was, but had like 22 points and um, did quite well. Played, played a nice game. What What are you saying, Hannah? What's one? You had one, one good game. Yeah. Um, so Washington is – I think Washington's a flamethrower, but Landry can also do that if he builds some momentum. But your main point, Nate, was uh, that I agree with is we're paying Landry that fucking money. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about it on Jam Session as well. If we want to include Landry Shamit in the trade, people have to see what he can do. And mm-hmm. at a at a nine million dollar contract, it's valuable. We can't trade Dwayne Washington. He's on a two way. Um, so, to be honest, it's I think Landry has to play those minutes in front of Dwayne Washington, whether people like it or not. Are we going to, while we're talking about Landry, I know you've not got the agenda there, but how about some of the other bench players? So our bench has been getting a lot of talk in the, the commentators. Well, we can we can roll into that next. I'll, I'll let you roll. I want to show you the poll. So, so you bring up a damn good point here, though. When um, Landry, when Landry returns... Absence. Yes, but... I'll, I'll get to those comments. When Landry returns, do we see a drop in Dwayne Washington Jr. minutes? Um, most people in Sunsland, 50 votes, um, yes. They think we do. This one's a little bit of a flip. When Landry returns, is your preference for him to play ahead of Dwayne Washington? Uh, 60% no. 
So it kind of goes with what you guys say. Um, now, to be honest, same here about Shamit. Didn't really notice his absence. Um, of course you didn't because we won. <laughs> Simple. Um, Dwayne Washington got caught out on a couple of back cuts today, which were almost embarrassing. Um, but I think that for the amount of minutes both of these guys are going to play, it shouldn't impact the end result. Fair call? Yeah, fair call. Yeah, 100% fair call. It definitely shouldn't. Shouldn't take up this much time on our pot either. No, probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, Nate, what were you going to ask? Well, mate, the, the bench players. So the bench have been getting a lot of um, uh, talk from commentators saying how strong it's been playing, how the second unit's been holding us up, been playing into their own. Like uh, Damian Lee with his, what were these, it was a 51% three-point percentage uh, before the Jazz game, which was number one, was top, top three-point percentage in the league or something. Um, not bad to coming off your bench, which is exactly what he was brought in to do, was exactly what he was known to do. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Akogi, and I'd be interested to, to get your guys' opinion on this, especially Hamo, because we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. But now, I know in the off-season when they mentioned Josh Akogi was coming on board, I was actually excited by the opportunity. I thought there's more upside than there is any other uh, downside to having him on the team. And then the more I watch him play, the more I see myself uh, yelling at the TV, sit down. And I know the last the last couple of pods that I've missed out on, Gav, you, you, I think it was a, a rolling topic on how many more threes can he miss um, because what was he, 0.01% 0, 0. or something? Well, uh, he, he was zero from something or other and then he had a <laughs> step back in the face of someone a couple of days ago. Yeah, so what's 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 the take here on Akogi overall? Is he helping our bench? Is he falling further and further down the bench? I mean, we haven't mentioned Akogi at all uh, when it, we're talking all about Dwayne Washington Jr. and Shamit. Um, where does Akogi fit into that in the second unit? He's a faceless player. He really is. Don't see like he's on the court, but you don't see him. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he offers anything of value to the team. I don't. Not at all. It's a bit harsh. Wow. <laughs> um, I, mean, I did say um, every time I look at the TV, I tell him to sit down, but, uh, geez, I'm not going to write his mum a postcard and tell him that, am I? Jeez. <laughs> Defensively, he's been fantastic, which is exactly what we expected. Um, offensively, not so much, but the problem with the problem he has is whenever we're watching, because the so much talk is around how poor his three point shooting is, all we watch is his three point shooting around the basket. He actually finishes okay, um, and in his bench minutes, solid. But defensively, he's been fantastic. Now okay. he was he was the big loser in the Landry Shamit minutes today because D Wash still played his minutes. Yeah, Kogi um, didn't get anything. Probably, probably not as many, but Akogi didn't see the floor. No. Yeah. So um, yeah, from my perspective, honestly, defensively, if anyone saw his block 
when he met someone at the rim a couple of days ago. When he comes out, he he does the business on the defensive end. Now, he's completely pointless. No, Hamo, you're fucking wrong. He's defensively, he's great. Um, he he's basically he he is at Macal Bridges' level of defense. But oh, he can't play, play offense to save his Get fucked. No way. Why? What? Why not? You can't compare bench player to Mikhail Bridges. You can't. Maybe in I'm spurts, about, I'm talking but about no, defensive He's spots. not getting 40-minute no. runs where he's proving no, I'm he talking. I'm not talking about extended 40 minutes. I'm talking about specific defensive stops and the way he plays on defense. Oh, I'm certainly glad I brought this up now. No. No way. No fucking way. No, no way. So you you think that he's been shit on defense? Have you even watched any of their games? It's a, a spot that we could fill with, um, with what? anyone. Right. Give me give me one name. Alvarado. Okay. Is Alvarado available? Is he? You didn't say that. You said give me a name. Oh, well, no. The, let's let's be fucking fair to come here. Uh, if you're going to fill the spot, the fill it. You, you're talking, is, next you're going to come up with fucking Carmelo Anthony or no. fucking Isaiah Thomas the third. Oh, wear a voyeur and Boyd when you need to call someone a cunt. <laughs> I just, man. I just don't, I don't see his worth. I don't. Well, uh, Oh, you don't have to use respect, Thomas. Uh, we tell him he's wrong all the time. Yeah, that's right. Fine, man. I'm wrong all the time. That's sweet. Basically what I'm here for. So this is uh, John Doe. <laughs> John Doe. No one knows who he is. Um, <laughs> he does. He should. This is the exact right comment. Akogi comes on. He locks up anything else in the secondary, but he should never, ever shoot the ball on a jump shot again. He should just drive the ball to the basket. That is all he has. Hey, man, if he's going to drive, get fouls, do all that, whatever, sweet. But I just fuck off and get he plays for us half the time. Well, you would today because he didn't get minutes. But prior to that, without Shamit, he was on the floor and playing well. Um, now, I would take Shamit minutes over Akagi minutes. No problem whatsoever. Yes. But it doesn't mean that the guy can't play defense. Um, everyone got a pen and paper? Yeah, well, before we move on, just with wrapping up games and players right. and everything, have a look at – it was the Espo episode. That was the last one I was on. We were talking about the standings, where all the teams sat, and you had Portland and Utah sitting at the top of the West – since then, our little tears put us, what is it, the best home record in the league, especially after today. Utah is now down, dropped down to eighth spot from second in a matter of and that, two I weeks. think that's going to be the West, yeah. So we're sitting top of the West now. So in, it's been a good little run for us. We're back where we belong. But I think that's, um, that's the biggest concern with the West. If you go on a run of losses you're going to go from first to eighth really quick. Because I, I don't think... What's the what's the current gap between eighth and first 
in the West. Two and a half. Two and a half games. Two games. Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Um, that's where everyone said the West was going to be challenging this year, and it's proving that way. And Pretty much what they've said every that, year for the last 20. <laughs> shit, man. Like, what are we? We're almost a quarter six. of the... We're, so 19 games, we're we're a quarter of the way through the season already. Fucking hell. We're going to be um, booking tickets to Arizona shortly. <laughs> Just quickly, yeah, well, um, my- comment, your, your comment about being the Australian version of Esa, Espo and throwing out Crazy Train, that's one of my favourite songs ever by Ozzy Osbourne, man, so thank you. You got a pen and paper? Yeah, this is... Guys in the chat, I know we've got a couple of newbies in there. Don't comment on who the answers are until after these two idiots try to guess. (laughs) I have tried to make this really, really easy. All right? Because I knew we didn't have a special guest. Fuck, have you know what I drink a lot? I've tried to make this really, really easy. So it could be very, very ugly. By the time this finishes, if you guys yeah, don't know, no one's ever sure. pointed out that you've never had to guess yeah. one of these names. No, I know. Well, you make one and I'll have a go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, now this is going to be a very quick, boring segment. <laughs> uh, there is no point in playing that again. I can tell you that right really? now. No point. <laughs> the, the whole thing froze up, man. I didn't see one face. Okay, so um, poor old Hamo didn't see him, so I've got to play it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking seriously, Nate. We'll go again. Um, guys in the comments, hold off. As we start to go through them, you can have a guess. But here we go. You ready, Hammer? I'm only going one for four here. One? Yep. Did not see Did one face, man. All I seen was the, the random sons thing, so I'm I'm out. Oh well, that's goodness. all right. You would have gone over for four anyway, Hammer. Kiko, Kiko, as I said, no comments yet. All right, Hammer, who was the first one? I didn't see any of them, bro. Just read through the first three because uh, I, I didn't write a name down for the first All right, three. Those in the chat, the fourth one. Anyone, anyone know who the first one was? There's been a few names in the chat there. First one to come yes, out was yeah, uh, Reed in the chat there. So they've already thrown it. They've already thrown it out. Um, this is correct. The first one is Davon Reed. The second one is Dennis Scott. Fuck. Right. <laughs> the third one is Oliver Miller. 
Yeah, it's 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 the shoulders. You, you need the rest of the the body, not just a headshot to guess that. I one. De- I deliberately did it that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you you prick. <laughs> and the last one, Nate. Who was it? TJ Warren. It was TJ. That Warren. was the easy one. That was the easy one you threw <laughs> in. Just TJ to... Warren looks like. Help us save save face. <laughs> so uh, from the chat, well done, Kiko. Nailed a few of those. Sonia only got one. I don't know who you uh, guessed there, Sonia, but I'm assuming TJ Warren, similar to Nate. All right, lads. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with this week? Well, do you remember um, we used to do a couple of awards? Uh, player of the week and all that and we had one that we threw out there called the encouragement award so i'm going to tie in my beer of the week as the encouragement award this week and i'm going full jock so i want to have a beer with jock pat him on the shoulder and tell him it's all going to be okay this shit happens okay cool man i want to have a want to have a beer with one of our uh, our super fans sonia um Totally. Like, she's got um, really, really good heritage, and I'm really keen to learn about the, the Native American aspect of things. And, um, yeah, we've been talking a little bit. So, yeah, definitely, Sonia. I'd love to have a beer with her. Very nice. Um, me, personally, I'd like to have a beer this week with... Um... Thanks, Thomas. Um Personally, this week, I'd like to have a beer with um, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> so that He's taking out all the awards this week. So that afterwards I could just stand, have a gentlemanly conversation about why it's cowardly to hit somebody from behind. Um, and I think I, can, I could probably improve him, make him a better person just from that discussion. Well, you're a therapist now as well, Gav. Love it. Yeah, well, that's that's. And if he doesn't listen, just punch him in the back of the fucking head. If he doesn't listen, I'm glassy. Gents. <laughs> Time for the flag of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. <laughs> Who's your flag of the week? The volume of those jokes. <laughs> All right. Um... I'm going to go with um, Cheryl Miller's brother. I think his name's Reginald. You're a fucking tool. Shut the fuck up. You've never done anything good. You want to come in there when this whole Pat Bev thing started off and like, oh, defend Pat Bev. Oh, he's sticking up for his teammate. Eat a dick, you fucking useless cut. Seriously. Like, fuck me, man. You were involved in the malice in the palace. And you want to fucking stand up for Patrick Beverly, who basically assaulted another person for no fucking reason. Flog. What? That's a take hey, on the, the Patrick Beverly thing. Uh, no, he, he was. Yeah, well, it, we, we're all going to have a unanimous um, appropriation to Pat Beverly I this think, week. I think he's standard. 
but that yeah. we got to we got to mix it up. You got. So I, I do like, I do like the angle that, that Hamo took on that one, but uh, no, I, I think we need to keep his name in flog lights uh, for a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah. Fair enough. So Pat, Bev for you. Yes. I'm going to go with Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, uh, whoever else fucking defended that shit, similar to what <laughs> Hamo said. Um, you don't defend cowards. What he did was cowardly. It's as simple as that. Running up behind someone and shoving them in the back is fucking weak as piss. Especially when it's over somebody. Now, There's already I someone s- on the ground to take his ankles out. In, a, in an addition to that, apparently what DA did was so bad that he had to be cheap-shotted from behind. So my other flog is Anthony Davis. What the fuck didn't you stand up for your teammate? Because <laughs> you were standing right next to fucking DeAndre Aiden. the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> if it was that bad, you should have fucking jumped in. And then you went in a press conference and went, Oh, that's just Bev sticking up for my teammates. <laughs> you were standing next to him, you fucking coward. You were just as bad as fucking Beverly. Wake he's up, soft and boogie cousins, man, no doubt. Like, I mean, you're talking Fuck about AD. He's fucking soft. I actually hadn't looked at it from that perspective there, Gav. That's interesting. Yeah, the big fella just stood there and let the chihuahua t- do the work. <laughs> so, Thomas. Um, on, on top of that, too, he, he Thomas, had that terrible hooker hurt his own fucking arm. Yeah, fucking weak as piss. Weak as piss? No, it's weak as piss. But that's okay. Good effort. Yeah, good effort. Yeah. At least you're watching. We we do. We're Australian. We speak way too fast. Just quietly. Um, I'm hearing now, that a lot over here. We do have to. We do have to go back. Sonia, I apologise for your boyfriend calling you the flog of the week. But does he have reasoning for calling you a flog of the week? That's what we want to see. Do you? Does he have reasoning? Otherwise, yes, you should become single. Get rid of him. Um, <laughs> marry, marry, marry an Aussie, and you'll be right. Um, Hamo, last comments. Where do we find you? All that sort of fucking crap. Man, I'm at Sir Hamo on Twitter. Um, so I can get more and more involved in Twitter. So yeah, hit us up. Getting a lot of lot of new people I've never heard of fucking talking to me, which is good. But um, yeah, we we love all you guys. We love all you guys' interaction. Um, you know our our regular fans that come on this podcast, like you, Sonia, like um, Kiko, like um, I can't remember his name right now, but we appreciate you. We really do. So yeah, just keep rolling, man, and we we'll keep bringing as much Aussie flavor as we can. And uh, yeah. Talk to you soon. Nate. Well, I'm at Nikki's Falcon on Twitter, and if you go there, you'll see that I have absolutely zero activity on there. Uh, I pretty much have an account just so that I can get news when I really can't find it anywhere else. But um, do send me a message because I love uh, sliding that little thing to the right where it says delete. Um, it's great. Appreciate it. Um, Nate, have good, you, good to be back, though, buddy. Have you, have you, ordered, have you added um, Fallen Founder on PlayStation yet? No, no, I have not. Well, come on, mate. He keeps fucking messaging me. He's been on our show a couple of times. He mate, supports us, and you won't support him. I tried to add him on the Twitter thing, and, and you know that didn't go well. Fun. So it's very, very disappointing from you. 
All right, PlayStation um, invite coming. Follow us. Can't wait to shoot next day. Follow us, Aussie Suns fans, um, at Aussie Suns fans. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, all that shit. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. Guys, get our fucking subscribes up, will you? Like, I'm very <laughs> disappointed in all of you. I don't even think Justin fucking subscribes to us. And the guy's been on the show 17 times. What a fucking piece of shit. Um, guys, get on, subscribe, like, do all that. Um, we have had a ball again tonight. Thank you very much. Um, we'll, see you, we'll see you next week. Um, I won't be here Sunday, so it might be a pod without me. Um, otherwise, we'll do it Monday. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Sons and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah, we working for that championship. Ring.